Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With silage season on the way, expert Joe Patton talks about striking the balance between silage quality and quantity. The story on silage quality is is um, it's a rather depressing one, if I'm honest. Um, I know speaking speaking to to um, Porico Kylie from Chagas Grange, who, who spent a long time, he spent a career doing some brilliant work on on silage. Tracked this uh, some years ago, two years ago now at this stage, to to look at how silage quality has evolved over the last thirty years in Ireland, and effectively. You know, in 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 1985, 19 early 80s, we were making silage of DMD of about 65%. Um, as of last year, we're still making silage with a DMD of 65%. So, despite all the additional technology, despite all the, the improvements in machinery, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and the increased understanding at research level and advisory level we're still stuck in poor enough quality silage overall, if we're honest. I mean, 65 DMD silage is equivalent to the to the needs, really, of a sort of a, a circular cow for the wintertime. It doesn't have any place in the diet of young stock. It doesn't have any place in the diet of milking cows, certainly. And for uh, dairy herds, which are now moving to maybe, you know, extending their lactations in the, in the autumn part of the period, the autumn season and maybe calving more compactly in the spring, we do need better silage than that to, to repair our dry cows. So it's a depressing enough story when you look at the, the quality of silage. It's not it's not a good story, really, to be honest. And, and what are the main factors driving this? Or I suppose to turn it on its head, what are the main factors that we need to implement to maximise quality? OK, I, look, it's... There's a huge, there's a huge amount on this, and I suppose I have my own opinions on it. That when you look at how silage quality has has evolved, really, there, there are a couple of issues on it. Really, I suppose in terms of suckler systems, from a beef point of view, the suckler systems have focused a lot on the fact that it's suckler cow, um, and they seem to dominate the thinking there. But on the dairy side, we're coming from, I suppose, a tradition of 30 years of. Um, a tradition of about 30 years or more of, of a quota system where we, we managed our, our systems with minimising the cost per tonne of dry matter of dry cow feed. We had very long dry periods, so we had dry periods of 12, 14 weeks in duration, and we produced very, very little. Our stocking rates were, were kept lower, so we, we didn't have very little. We had relatively little um, production from, from silage. Now, if you look at where that has evolved to very quickly over the last few years, you look now and say that for most farms, they're going to need about 1.4. They're going to need to be safe, probably 1.4, 1.5 tons of dry matter per cow in the herd, which is, you know, it's it's um, it's it's a lot of silage, but it's needed as we've seen this year in terms of reserves. Now, what you have to remember with that is that for even for a spring calving herd, if we take um, the dry cow requirement, which is 68, 70 DMD, which is really your first of June type silage, that accounts for about half of the requirement. So sort of 70 days dry at 11 kilos, you're talking about half of the silage needed is standard dry cow quality. The other half should be, you know, over 72, 74 and upwards for spring calving herd. You know, and you also take into account your young stock then, they also need silage of that type of quality. So, Really, um, 
we probably just need to be a little bit more ambitious in terms of what we want to do and plan our silage out that we say, okay, we need 800 kilos dry matter of dry cow feed, but everything else made on the farm should be 72, 74 plus. And, and what's going to drive that in terms of our practices, like say fertiliser, cutting dates, that kind of thing? I think the, 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 the main driver on that is really, the main driver on that is stage of maturity at cutting. Okay. So um, once you reach heading date, so once once heading date is, is reached, um, the crop is probably still in the low to mid 70s. So once, but when you see seed heads emerging, Emily's are now in a situation where digestibility of the crop will decline by anywhere from a half a unit to a unit per day. So, a crop this week that's at 74, give it 10 days, give it 10 days, it'll be at 65. There's a very short window, and it's really around um, heading this that dictates that. So I suppose in a nutshell, what we're trying to do is ensure that our crops are ready to cut um, in advance of heading this. So that really means that our silage crop should, we should have enough yield on the field by the by sort of, the 20th, 25th of May, that we can cut decent quality. If we want to let it run on to the 1st of June or some of it run on to the 1st of June to make dry cow feed out of it, that's fair enough. But I think what's happening at farm level is probably that due to um, low soil fertility in many cases, we end up delaying first cut to bulk the silage up because of poor soil fertility. And because of that, then we end up with um, a, a first cut crop that has gone effectively gone to head and at that stage um, DMDs are, are, are gone so the real message I suppose is that what we want to do is ensure that our, our soil fertility and our nitrogen application rates are such that we have a good crop ready to cut by um, the 20th of May and it, after that it becomes a management decision I suppose I, just to re-emphasise that that's a huge figure a half to one unit of a decline in quality per day after your heading date. That's really huge. Well, I think we, we know this from, you know, and as, as dairy farmers, I think that the, the, the understanding and the, the, the application of very good management principles from a grazing point of view has, you know, has really improved over the last 10 years. Like there's, you know, the really, really excellent um, grassland managers out there now. And what is the key, what is the key thing that people look for when they're managing their swords is that they want to graze their sword at the appropriate time. They want to graze their sword at a three-leaf stage when it's got high leaf content and before it shoots out or goes to stem. And that stands to reason that if you do that, you, you, you produce a quality grass product that the, the cow can perform on. The very same principle applies with silage, that if we can get, you know, if we can get our swords cut with a high leaf content, um, we we can ensure decent quality. Now, of course, you know, of course, we're not talking here for certainly for a spring calving situation. We're not talking that we have to make, you know, really really rocket fuel high quality award winning silage all the time. But what we are saying is that the quality relative to what we're doing at the moment has to improve by five or six. Uh, digestibility points on average. So that really means when you when you count that back, Emily, that effectively nationally we have to advance our silage cutting date by seven to ten days on average. 
just when we consider the quality required for different um, different stock on the farm, you mentioned maybe 68 DMD for your dry cow and 72 for your milking cow. Say for your, your standard spring calving cow in the shoulder, 72 would be adequate. What sort of um, quality do we need for young and growing stock? Yeah, well, I would say that, you know, to try and simplify this thing and not make it, you know, not that we have loads of different types of silage in the, in the yard, I would sort of say, yeah, absolutely, your 68, 70 is your dry cow feed and that everything above that should be sort of over 72, you know, 72, 74 and up. Okay, so for your young stock, if you can achieve that type of silage for young stock, so, you know, 72, 73 and upwards, you know, the growth capacity of young stock or the, for, for, for dairy heifers is much improved. Like really what we've seen and from experience over the last number of years is that, you know, good quality silage like that. So let's say 73, 74 DMD silage with young stock, one and a half a kilo to one and a half kilos will achieve your growth rate. Sorry, a kilo to one and a half kilos of good quality concentrate plus that silage, you will get adequate growth over the winter period. If your silage is down at 65, 66, 67 with young stock, almost irrespective of the of the um, of the concentrate fed, you'll struggle to make the make the gains. And it's a feature now of it's it, actually when you, when when people have been tracking growth rates on young stock over over the summer and winter period, on many farms what we can see is that. Growth rates in summer, excellent. Growth rates into the autumn, excellent. Growth rates in the first winter, the flat line. And, you know, less than a half a kilo of growth rate per day, um, meaning that heifers tend, even if they have gone into the shed in good nick, um, they come out behind target and then we're relying on compensatory growth to catch up. And as we know, this year that didn't happen. So heifers, a lot of heifers came out underweight and stayed underweight. So certainly your milking cow silage and your dry, and your young stock silage, consider them as the same required quality. So that's kind of, that should be cut by sort of, with a good quality forward, that should be cut in and around the 20th of May there, 20, 22nd of May thereabouts. Your first cuts, or sorry, your your um, dry cow silage is more like early June or maybe second cut. And in terms of the quantity then, you, you were saying around 11 kilograms for dry matter for your dry cow. Uh, what what sort of quantities uh, per day will your in-calf heifer and your heifer-calf consume? Yeah, well, your heifer-calf, I suppose, overall, you'd count as their total intake would be over 2% of their body weight per day. So on average, you're talking over the over the first winter, something around five kilos dry matter. You'd allow for sort of five kilos dry matter of of silage plus the meal on top of that for your, for your younger stock, right? So if you count that up for... Um, if you count that up for even a 120-day winter, which you know might be the case in some, in, for some farms, that's kind of 600, 650, 600 kilos roughly dry matter of good quality silage for the winter for your for your weanland heifer, which equates to about three bales. So three bales of good quality silage per heifer. Okay, so take your standard 100 cows, Emily's for handiness. You say 30% replacement rate thereabouts. You've got 30 heifers on a farm of that scale um, which is really 330s, about 90, 90 bales of good quality okay, so it doesn't come to a lot for a farm of that scale the, the, planning to make sort of 90 odd bales of really good quality silage for young stock is well within the management capabilities of farms of that size it, but we still need to plan it out, you know what I mean 
and then your in-calf heifers, Joe? You could take your in-calf heifers as maybe 10% less than the than the, than the dry cow, so maybe 9 to 10 kilograms dry matter for them in and around. That's a really good guide for farmers. When farmers are considering say, the doing a winter feed budget, um, is there a tool or some sort of a package they can work on as a template to calculate their total herd requirements? Sure, sure. There is like Chagas have the there is a fodder there's a there's a fodder and feed um worksheet. There's so there's a hard copy on paper and also all the local Chagas advisors, dairy or dry stock will have uh, um a computer version of that as well if you want to if you want to play around with the numbers. So certainly there there are there are plenty of options uh, available around that. So it's 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 important I suppose to highlight that all right that you know your advisor will help you on the individual on the individual um farm requirements. But as I say maybe the most important change I would like to see coming from that is that rather than us saying um I need one thousand tons of silage, what we should be saying is I need 600 tonnes of good quality silage and I need 400 tonnes of dry cow silage. That, that simple change in how we look at planning it out can make an awful difference. That's brilliant. Thanks so much, Joe. Okay. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Joe Patton for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.